This podcast may contain explicit language and themes, so listener discretion is advised. Ill-advised, misinformed, our half-baked opinions will be performed. Are you ready? Is the mic on? Welcome to the Hill to Die On. You're listening to A Hill to Die On, a podcast hosted by two stubborn and shit Aussies who give hot takes on a different topic every week, go away to dig deeper, and then reconvene to share whether or not their hot take hill was worth dying on. We're your hosts, chronic oversharers, Josie Spicer and Kara Brooks. This week, we're asking the question, are realistic sex dolls a backwards step for feminism? But before we get started, we just want to say a big thank you to our second Fanny Candida. Ella Reed. Thanks, Ella. You're now a certified Fanny Candida. Welcome. Welcome to the Fanny Candidas. Okay, Kara. When it comes to realistic sex dolls, do you think they're a backward step for feminism? Yep. <laughs> All right. Yes. Straight away, yeah. I, I have really mixed views on this one because I feel I, I know that different people have different motivations for having them, and it's not even that sex dolls bother me it's the fact that they make them so realistic makes it seem like that is a real woman you know what I mean so it's sort of like if you're treating it as an object or Mm -hmm. it is an object you know and you're sort of it's ultimately submissive it's attractive it's like it's I have a lot of things to say (laughs) yeah I think there's just a level of I'm glad that the men who have them and I say men who have them, I know it's not entirely gender um, specific in that regard, but, you know, we can safely say predominantly straight men are the people buying these dolls. I think that it's more, I'm relieved that they're doing that to a doll and not to a real woman. Like trying to impart this sort of... Yeah, like this, I don't know, I'm not trying to kink shame anyone, like I get it. Um, that can be a legitimate thing of like, you know, submission and domination and whatever. But in this sense, I think a lot of the time it's, you know, because maybe it's because they can't, I don't think it's even that they can't find a consenting partner necessarily. I feel like there's also a level that's digging into that incel shit that we talked about in Nice Guys, Mm. where it's like, they think that they should be getting a 10, you know, and they could only find a submissive that's a three, for instance, and so they're like, well, fuck it, I'll just get a sex doll. Or it's just, and I get like, it's a fantasy, but you're just missing an entire, it's invalidating the positive things that women can bring aside from their looks. And I mm-hmm. think that's what bothers me is that it's like, if you're actually straight and you actually are attracted to women, that should be everything that women are, which is people, mm-hmm. um, first and foremost, which a doll is not. And I think that it's invalidating all the positive attributes and qualities and you know intellect and humor and other things that women have that are really attractive that just isn't present. And I think that is problematic. Yeah. What's your what's your opinion on it? Like you, I have really conflicted feelings. I'm gonna say, okay, so for for feminism as a movement, I don't think it's harmful. For women, I think it is. So what what would you think that like I don't know where that where that distinction is? Like if yeah. it's damaging for women, it's damaging for feminism and vice versa. I think anything that's damaging for women to me is damaging to yeah. the feminist movement. Yeah. Okay. I'm willing to concede that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well then yeah. Like I don't I do. think it's like an a direct attack on feminism per se, but I think because it's so much 
of a um it's invalidating to a lot of positive attributes of women which is exactly what feminism tries to sort of highlight um, so I think in that way it would be right and it's sort yeah. of like you know I guess for a bit of context it sounds like both from what I can gather both you and I have seen um some shows where they yeah. have interviews with guys who have purchased um realistic sex dolls so I think of two different people I remember one guy who is on basically all of the interviews with people who have a realistic sex doll and at first he seems kind of sweet and I'm not saying he's like like not but he seems to just be really impatient with people but especially women and he he kind of acknowledges that he has this control thing I think he noted he doesn't have the capacity to share his life with someone right Mm -hmm. and so he wanted to have this doll that he could still get some sort of feeling of affection or whatever a hole that he could fuck basically yeah but he also definitely projected an entire personality onto this doll Mm -hmm. and so you know I think about it semi-often and I'm just like do I prefer this person who is very aware that they're probably not going to be healthy in a relationship is is him acknowledging that and getting a realistic sex doll doing more or less harm than him being like I need control but I also want to fuck. I'm yeah. going to get into a relationship with a woman who will be submissive, whether or not, you know, emotionally submissive, you know, yeah, um, and be an abuser. And I don't know. I don't know because I think it could be really easy to get used to your sex doll and then almost forget the very real flaws and perks of dealing with real people. Mm, and like the etiquette that's involved in dealing with real people if you're used to just having a thing that you talk at (laughs) yeah yeah for sure I've had this discussion before with some people and apparently realistic sex dolls can be really beneficial for like therapy and working people up to certain like working their way up to dealing with real life people and I could see how that could be useful I also I I wonder how many people who have a realistic sex doll acknowledge that it's them masturbating like yeah or if it's this weird in-between thing for them which I don't think it should be because then you're kind of introducing this gray area of it just to me is like a flashlight for people without an imagination you know like <laughs> if, if you're looking at it as or just jerking off without an imagination you know like if you're looking at it as a masturbatory yeah. tool yeah but I think there is like a huge culture around people I remember one time you know when you just fall into those weird fucking rabbit holes on the internet yeah and you just you're suddenly like where the fuck am I I remember it must have been in like 2008 or something I fell into one of those where it was I think I must have seen like some kind of mini doco or something on those real sex dolls or a post about it and so I just fell into this weird thing like actually looking at it like what the fuck are these like this is bizarre there's like a fucking forum on their website that I remember like reading and just fell into a rabbit hole of it where people were talking about like oh just make sure when you uh, take her to the beach or something and leave her in the car that you have a note on her saying like I am a doll blah 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 Jesus Christ leave her at home dude yeah like they legit take them on dates and shit and like take them and it's like those things are fucking heavy they're like 50 plus kilos that's gonna be stifling on your social behaviors like I don't see how that's progressing you yeah that's it yeah I don't see how it's progressing anyone (laughs) including feminism (laughs) I'm just you know I 
I just try to temper it with like I get what it's like to be lonely. Yeah, get a cat and a flashlight or something like. <laughs> Don't have those two things in a sentence again, Cara. <laughs> My God. <laughs> well, I was gonna say like I'm as guilty. No, not of that. But I was gonna say I'm as guilty Jeez. as the next person. I'm as guilty as the next person of like sometimes having imbalanced relationships where like I've even apologized to my friends some of my friends before where I'm like oh I just talk at you most of the time mm-hmm. like I'm that's just who I am I don't know when to fucking shut up but there's you learn from that like there's ways that you can recognize that behavior and instead of going well you know what I'll just get a doll and I'll just talk at that like no how about you just learn to alter your own behavior because it could be negatively affecting some of your relationships. There's other ways to to grow, you know. Also the concept of, like you say that about social stuff, and I agree, and there's also this idea of, like, if people struggle finding partners in real life, you've picked out every part of this device, and no matter who you end up having sex with, their bodies are going to look different because they're human bodies. And yeah. They're hairy and you know they have different smells and textures and like and scars and, and like scars yeah and, freckles. and I would hope there are definitely people out there who can make those distinctions and separate like compartmentalize those things right yeah but I can see how it'd be easy to just forget about all that and if and if it is that just you want someone you, you're a fucking Jeffrey Dahmer and you just want someone that's completely submissive comatose like please have a sex doll like yeah, for the right? love of god if jeffrey Dahmer had had a sex doll you know oh but that's god. not i feel like that's probably not the majority of these people and there is a weird sort of blurred line of like are you doing this or you know is it to have a woman that you can entirely control mm-hmm. or is it a masturbatory tool like yeah. it's yeah. clearly both um but there's different sort of ends of that spectrum because what about the warmth you know like even if it's just people who want to be hugged at night like it just seems really offensive in a way like that people would devalue women to just their looks or just like as sexual objects it's the exact opposite of what I would hope I feel like I should make this clear as well if it's not already evident like obviously don't have an issue with like masturbation or with like people owning flashlights or any of that like go for it fucking whatever but it's no different to women having like dildos and vibrators and whatever else but when you step into like building a fucking doll around it where you're selecting all of their features and yeah it's just I remember some of them having like multiple dolls as well and they would be like she gets jealous of this like building entire personalities and like weird dysfunction amongst the dolls like fuck you're creating them at least have them fucking get along I remember a dude who had multiple and he actually was dating a real life woman. He was really able to like be like, Hey, like I know that this is a strange thing in my life. They gave me comfort and they do still give me comfort, but he was dating real life women as well. He actually kind of seemed like an okay dude from memory. I don't know. I think I'll have to watch it again. Damn it. He was having his birthday party and he invited this woman he was seeing and he sat all his realistic sex dolls around his table (laughs) Sorry. You know, she was really polite, but then, like, you know, afterwards was just like, they sort of like, surely never made contact again or go on <laughs> another date. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, let's uh, go away for a week. And I look forward to seeing what you found out. Um, maybe think about whether or not you want to go into those forums. I'd probably advise against it. Yeah.
Okay, Kara, it's been a week, and I mean that in terms of time and just as a general mood. Yes. Um, <laughs> basically, I've done absolutely no research, <laughs> and I'm very sorry for that. I, I, it's a mix of it being a tough week, and I think I'm was actually really nervous about this topic, which means I should have just fucking read it and confronted it. What was it that made you nervous about it? I know that there's some literature around child sex dolls. Mm, And like, I feel like I still need someone else filtering that from me, if that makes sense. Like I don't, I found some like peer reviewed studies and stuff. And I'm like, I actually, I don't want to read it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, also it's just been a bit of a week. But yeah, this episode is going to be a little bit different where you're going to relay what you found to me and I'm simply going to fucking react. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So Luckily, really, I had spent a bit of time. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that, yeah, no, I'm really glad. Um, and I know that this was a topic you were especially interested in. Yeah, I mean, like, to be fair, I felt kind of similarly, but more in the sense that I was like, I guess kind of like the nice guys episode. And honestly, if there's a Venn diagram, it's also a fucking circle. Like, oh, <laughs> or it's just like a circle inside a much larger circle like this, the sex doll circle is inside well embedded into the nice guy circle i think it's like i was reluctant to have to read perspectives of people arguing for it i think you just hit the nail on the head and i know that that's the whole point of this fucking podcast but i was just like when the opinions are straight up misogyny yeah like i don't have it's like you don't want to give it time no. You know what I mean? Like, it's I, we've given enough fucking time to these people. Like, I don't need to listen to it in my spare time. Like, yeah, no, you're yeah. spot on. So would you like to take me through what you found? I will. And it's it's a bit of a variation. So there's a mixture of shows, articles, whatever. So we'll just go through as I've, as I've written them down. <clears throat> so I did watch that episode of My Strange Addiction. Yes. That dude's fucking name that we were talking about last week, how you said he was in a few things. His name's fucking Dave Cat. No, <laughs> that's right, Dave Cat. Dave Cat. <laughs> oh, and great. I feel like the weird thing about him is that he's like oddly likable. Like, there's parts where I'm like, huh, I could kind of see myself being friends with someone like you, but this is super fucking weird. Because like, he actually did have a lot of real life friends that yeah. like, loved him. Yeah. And yet they, and like they were not into that scene at all. And yet he was just, you know, really into it. But, okay, so there was a psychiatrist on that episode and Hugh was kind of watching it with me or, like, making lunch or something while I was watching it and kept saying, like, it's entertainment, this isn't research, like, this is probably all fake. And I was like, oh, like, I I can understand, like, that it is fucking, you know, like, TLC or whatever and I'm sure there's a bunch of um, acted parts because there were certain things he would do, like, for instance, he would leave a room and be like, okay, bye, sweetheart, like, talking to the doll. And I was like, mm-hmm. who is that for? Like, is he performing for himself, for her, for the camera? Like, does he do that when the cameras aren't around? But then as he left the room, he turned off the fucking light. <laughs> so I was like, you don't think she's real enough to leave the lights <laughs> on for her? Like, you're leaving her sitting there in the dark. So, like, <laughs> care more about saving on your power bill, which, like, I get oh, yeah. The but, practical man. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, the, there was a lot of contradictions in him, I'll say. Mm-hmm. So I did, I did find it hard to gauge how real it, it was. But um, the psychiatrist that was on there was saying, uh, he said, most people like to daydream. It rarely becomes problematic unless that's the predominant way they live their life. 
Ah. Uh, and I yeah. think that's really fair. The difference, I guess, with this guy is he was really saying, like, I know she's fake. Like, I know she's a doll, but I'm fine with it. Like, oh. and he said, basically, like, he called it a synthetic relationship as opposed to an organic relationship. Because he was, like, a programmer and stuff. Like, he was super into, like, futuristic. Technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was saying, like, he, one of his friends said when he's ready to progress onto something different like had, had you know used that as a phrase and so it was like acknowledging that as a phase or that hmm. like what he's currently in is like less than a real relationship and they're all acknowledging that so I think in some way that's healthy to at least know that he's like not equating it with a real woman yeah exactly um and he was saying that it gives him like a security and a sense of comfort and that he would you know go to work and be at work all day and when he came home he described it as that he didn't want to have to interact with other people's inconsistencies. So really it's like it's a safety thing. Yeah, so I think it's really like he didn't want to have to deal with any sort of challenge. You know what I mean? Or maybe he's like just a level of so introverted that it's like I, I'm lonely but I also don't have the energy to talk to someone, a real person, when I get home. And again, it's sort of like there's there's clearly some sort of self-awareness where he's like, this is what I can't handle. And that would be unfair for me to expect of someone, if you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. He sounds so far really empathetic and healthy. Yeah, and that's I think that's the thing is that it's like how we were saying last week, if you're using it as just a masturbatory tool, whatever which like clearly this is for him but it's also the fact that he's like dressing it up doing things for it whatever he's using it as a therapy tool basically mm -hmm. like it's a it's a stepping stone to a real relationship so it's sort of like how well he can handle this and if he wants to then bring it to an actual relationship I think part of what I learned this week in saying like that the men that have these dolls like oh if they treat real women that way blah 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 they treat these dolls so fucking good most of the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they brush their fucking hair, they buy them clothes, like they do all this shit where it's like, okay, they probably, God knows what they do, like behind closed doors. I don't want to fucking know. But in just to relate, the ones that treat it like a relationship are actually really attentive a lot of the time in a Damn. really odd way. Yeah, it made me sort of be like, huh, I guess if you were using it for that, they had a psychologist like go in and talk to him like next to it. So he's like sitting on the couch with his doll. And the psychiatrist, so the psychologist, sorry, was saying um, that he was intimidated by real people. And like, was this a distraction or fulfillment from his loneliness? Mm. And that made him be like, oh, yeah, I'd say it's probably a distraction. You know, like it's oh, really, really? Like, yeah. And so the psychologist was like, look, you know, it makes you feel good. It doesn't hurt anyone keep doing what you're doing you know I guess with any sort of behavior as long as it's not impacting other areas of your life so I mean maybe it is in terms of but that's that's it it's like if you're saying well it's not hurting anyone it's like but is it in the long run like if you're not directly hurting anyone right now but is the attitudes that you will adopt mm. and how you treat people going to be different because you're not used to having to deal with inconsistencies, as he put it, or deal with different perspectives or people that aren't just your projected thoughts and feelings. I think there's like a scene where he's out at a bar with his friends or something like that. The fact that at least he is getting some form of, like his friends would be able to push back on stuff. and and, and Yeah, I and he has organic friendships. You know, he yeah. just doesn't want to live with a real and date a real person, I guess. So And so I guess there's a step stone or is it a way to build to something like maybe that isn't so bad actually yeah. 
but I could see how it could get out of hand really quickly too. For sure. I think it's like if you, if you're a healthy person or at least like using it in a healthy way, like there is a healthy way to use them. It's just really fucking hard to find people that are, (laughs) is the sort of bottom line. I imagine having a therapist that you can openly talk about that aspect like of your life with would probably be yeah beneficial yeah really really important I did find it really funny though that like so the psychologist is fucking like sitting there having to say hello to the doll oh my god like it's a person I'm like imagine saying hi to someone's dildo (laughs) (laughs) just like put a fucking wig on it and then if it's like one of the ones like the spinning tops and it's just like bobbing its head (laughs) (laughs) nodding along to the conversation like yeah (laughs) fuck it's perfect for Dave Cat. Oh, shit. So yeah, that was that was the episode of um of my strange addiction. And the fuck thing is, you know how they always cover like two parts. Like they'll be following that story, but then they like interweave it with a different addiction, like a different yes. story. The fucking like second part to that episode was this bitch that picked her scabs, and it made me so fucking nauseous. And I like kept having to fast forward every segment that wasn't Dave Cat, and I was like, uh. um, I put on Netflix because I remembered there was a documentary and when I say I'm using that pretty loosely um it's a show called follow this that's like buzzfeed they did an episode that was hosted by Azine Garashi and it was uh, talking about the impacts of sex dolls on women it was really interesting I recommend anyone that's interested in this topic to give it a watch she spoke to some women that were like one was called um Bryony Cole and she was a CEO of a company called Future of Sex and when she was asked do women want a sex robot she was like I mean maybe to like take out the trash <laughs> <laughs> well again it's kind of like, uh, we already like have vibrators and stuff uh so the host had said basically what people wanted or like what the men I should say wanted out of this was quote Someone who's there to live out your wildest fantasies and, importantly, not bitch about it. (laughs) Yeah. And apparently there was a study by Tufts University that said two-thirds of men surveyed would have sex with a robot if given the chance. Well, I I get that, right? (laughs) Like, if there's a robot, it's down to bang. Like, why not? You know, bucket list, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many opportunities would you get to fuck a robot, really? Exactly. (laughs) And they're like, you know, at least five grand. And I don't think they're the robotic ones either. I think those are just like. Yeah, that's just the dolls. Yeah. yeah. So the sex technology industry is apparently worth $30 billion a year. Jesus. Yeah. There was a woman who I tried to find some articles written by her because they interviewed her really briefly. And I wish there was more of her interview shown in the in the show. Um, but her name is Dr. Kathleen Richardson and she runs campaign against sex robots. And she was saying that sex robots are an outcome of pornography and the narratives are deeply rooted, rooted in misogynistic worldviews. And it's basically reinforcing that like men are superior, superior women, inferior, um, and women as like literal objects. Well, I mean, so, at the base of it, it's subjugating a woman's body yeah with real doll so real doll i mean you know for anyone that doesn't know is a company that makes realistic sex dolls probably the most prominent one they developed so this is where it crosses the line from like doll to robot they uh developed an ai um that's called harmony 
and it is creepy as oh, well. Oh, really? Basically, it, it syncs with an app, I guess, and it has, like, different personality traits, <laughs> and you select, like, what type of personality you want to give the AI. Ew. Um, and it's a learning robot, so, like, it does, you know, like, yeah, it's fucking weird, man. And I went to the Real Doll website, after this and i looked up harmony's personality traits because i wanted to know like how fucking these one-dimensional bullshit traits that they've given her you know Mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna list them one affectionate two unpredictable three helpful four Mm. cheerful Mm. five talkative six (sighs) sensual seven insecure eight jealous nine funny ten spiritual 11 moody 12 intellectual that's fascinating to me yeah in a and way. so you can like group them together like different traits but it's like they're so fucking just boring where where's the option for fucking like hypercritical of your life choices or like extra flatulent or like confrontational <laughs> you know what i mean it's definitely a character you've lived with me for like a day Uh, (laughs) but do they not give them intimidating traits because they're scared of robots or because they're scared of women all of those words would be what a like basic dude slash incel that's that's their descriptor for women if intelligent like that that's maybe an outlier there but that's like i would work from intelligent right even intelligent it's not even intelligent it was intellectual so it's almost like the hot (laughs) librarian stereotype you know what i mean like it's just yeah it wasn't like actually intelligent and it's a fucking robot like yeah i get robots can be smart but not like this like it's not designed like that even like moody and all things like that like and jealous it's still centering the user exactly Mm. it's that well the whole thing is centered around the user even like talkative would just be to you know to answer questions or be like how was your day if they're like super fucking you know non-conversational but want to feel less lonely or don't know how to start a conversation or which i can see how that would be once again useful for therapy but not for an actual relationship (laughs) yeah so they interviewed the woman hosting that show interviewed matt mcmullen who is the ceo of real doll Mm -hmm. um, or the company that makes real doll he is the creepiest motherfucker he's a weird dude i found that in all those traits and stuff like it dehumanizes women control and agency over every fucking aspect of a partner and it's fucked (laughs) like because no matter what kind of relationship you have with someone, they're bringing in everything that they've experienced. And sometimes that's not great, but it just is. And that's part of interpersonal relationships. And it's yeah. also what makes them interesting too. Exactly. So there was one guy who was like, I actually ended up looking him up after and I did go to those fucking message boards. on ah! the <laughs> You know I did. And he is actually now a brand ambassador for Real Doll. Um, it was in this documentary and they wouldn't show his face and they called him brick like they wouldn't give his real name on the real doll side is a brand ambassador and get this his fucking username is brick first name last name doll banger ew 
classy motherfucker. This cunt is 60 years old. So she interviewed him and he was just gross. Like he was just totally fucking misogynistic. Towards um, the host as well. Oh, just in general. Like his whole attitude towards women, you could tell mm. that he just gave me such a fucking uncomfortable feeling. And she was like smirking because you could tell she was so uncomfortable that she didn't know how to deal with it but he was saying like this brick guy was saying that the ai can get to a point where he can't differentiate and i was like how fucking shallow are you that you think that it would be the same thing like he doesn't see women as anything he doesn't yeah and so this is this for him this is just reinforcing his worldview of like this is all women are as objects and then i just buy them and i own them and you Mm -hmm. know it's fucked anyway the host had said, like, especially after interviewing him, she was like, I'm sure there are healthy users of this product. I'm struggling to find them. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so there was a sex therapist named um, Dr. Holly Richardson that was sort of addressing the misogyny. And when she was bringing up, I think it was she was bringing up what Brick had said or, like, the general sort of misogynistic views that she'd been encountering through doing the research, Dr. Richardson had said, that's a man that's, who's not in therapy, just went and bought a doll. Yes. Yes. And they were saying how they use dolls as like part of the treatment or like, you know, they'll do treatment with a patient. And then if the patient goes home and has a doll of their own, that's like something to practice on. So it's like, it's not just practicing sex. It's like practicing empathy. Yeah. And so they're like, that's a way that it can be really constructive, but that can only really be done if you're going through therapy to know how to do that correctly. You're being guided through it. Yeah. And so it's like, you're learning different ways to talk to women and to talk to other people, but you're not having to make a fool of yourself basically. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're being guided through it. And if you just, you don't go to therapy and you just get a doll and you're just fucking it and treating it like shit and it's not helping you. And that's not really helping society because if that's just how you're treating a thing that, and it's, even though it is a thing, like it is an object, they fucking look human. Like it's really disconcerting to think of treating anything that way. I've said sorry to fucking store mannequins before. Like I've said, sorry, good day. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't see you there. And you're not real. <laughs> and it's wearing a Grim Reaper costume. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck already. <laughs> I was wondering when I'd see you. <laughs> so after watching that, I read an article um, that was called Society Must Consider the Risks of Sex Robots, Report Warns. It was by Ingrid Torgerson, uh, published in the BMJ 2017. Noel Sharkey, who's an emeritus professor of robotics at the University of Sheffield. So he had said, people have the desire to be desired, but these things can't desire you back. The best they can do is fake it and have an orgasm and pretend to like you. Fuck. I guess pros of sex bots is when, and I think this is discussed in that article as well, when they can cater to the needs of like the lonely, elderly, disabled people, like there's definitely a role for them in sex therapy, in erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, anxiety about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're talking about sex robots in therapy to prevent sex crimes like violent assault, rape, oh. pedophilia, most experts believe this is a dangerous road that could increase the occurrence of these crimes as well as the objectification of women. Fucking so hell. it actually is one of those things 
where it's just like it's an escalation. You would probably see more escalation in the same way that killers, you know, start off killing animals and then move on to people that you would be raping, essentially raping because it can't give consent, a sex doll, or treating it in a certain way and then move on to doing that to real people because you just don't get the thrill anymore from a robot. I guess the thing as well is, you know, I think of a bit of a blanket statement here, but I think desire is not an important aspect to rapists. Yep. So if you're used to, I guess, (laughs) masturbating with a a sex robot or a sex doll, you'd be getting used to that lack of desire. Like how do you... I don't know if I'm articulating myself very well, but like... No, I get it. Like you're not getting any sort of reciprocation. And And that's fine, I guess, right? Like you're teaching your brain that that's fine. There was an article about a brothel uh, where they'd said that one of their best clients was a sex robot. Sorry, one of their best um, sex workers in the brothel was a sex robot. The owner of a brothel had tried it just to see what it was like and had said it was horrible. It was like fucking a corpse. So you can imagine, I mean... I'm sure he doesn't have a basis of comparison for that, but it's what you would imagine fucking a corpse would be like. And sorry Absolutely. if you... Like, you know, I, again, I, I empathise with people who obviously need to build up their confidence and stuff like that using sex therapy and sex dolls in that capacity. But, like, yeah, not getting that warmth or, or desire, like, that's still really fucking bleak to me. <laughs> I think, like, in that sense, like, the robots are at least a step up from just a doll like at least it has some kind of interaction with you and you can at least program it to act interested (laughs) you know like that feels more like it you know you're still feeling desired in that sense rather Um, than a totally silent passive thing so this is one thing that i (laughs) It's funny that you well not funny but like how you said at the start of the show that you wanted someone to filter out the information about the child dolls Mm -hmm. hi here i am (laughs) i have the information i'm gonna filter it thank Um, you i guess (laughs) so (laughs) there's a company in japan that makes childlike sex dolls for pedophiles and they had claimed that uh or there was discussions rather that it was better than raping real people but then Uh there was also a group of experts saying that it encourages rapists more so this is like the fuck yeah moment okay so (laughs) Patrick Lynn, who's a philosophy professor and robot ethicist at, at uh, California Polytechnic in San Luis Obispo, warned, treating pedophiles with robot sex children is both a dubious and repulsive idea. Imagine treating racism by letting a bigot abuse a brown robot. Would that work? Probably not. If expressing racist feelings is a cure for them, then we wouldn't see much racism in the world. Holy fuck. Yeah, I was like, oh, 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 like fuck yeah. I'm astounded. That is that is great. Right? It's the exact same fucking thing with misogyny. Like you are treating these people with robotic women when they don't fucking know how to treat a woman and treating them like shit and having sex with them whenever they want and doing all that bullshit isn't fucking helping them unless they're going through fucking therapy and actually showing empathy to those dolls. So if the question is, are realistic sex dolls a backwards step for feminism? If it's a real doll without the AI and like robotics, Flat out, yes. I think having a totally silent and passive partner, like yeah, device. I don't know what you want to call it, but like that is, yeah, like I don't synthetic any... relationship. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. Thanks, Dave Cat. <laughs> I really like Dave Cat, and I don't know if I should. I'm gonna Google him, and I bet like something. We're gonna regret it. Like yeah. for robots, I think I'm. My answer is still yes. Because I think that the amount of people who are getting therapy alongside it 
is probably minimal. Yeah. I, I do think it's harmful. You started off last week with your hill is yes, it's a backward step for feminism. Have you changed your hill at all? I took a couple steps down it just because I was like, oh, I can see exceptions, you know, where it's actually, it could be beneficial. Like if you're using it as a tool to build empathy and to improve the way you treat people, then it could be really beneficial. Um, but I still fail to see the majority of people who use them, that being the case. So you don't think Brick Dollbanger, <laughs> um, you don't think his his interpersonal relationships with women may be too crash hot? Yeah, funnily enough. Um, okay, okay. Maybe okay. if he'd call himself a Brick Doll Lover. It was the most fucking abrasive. Like, I literally dry rash when i saw her i was like oh i hate it and so much that, okay wait just to make it even worse in that fucking uh netflix doco uh the host had like gone onto the forum after she interviewed him and found a post by him where he was talking about um having sex with he said something like when you're staring down a 60 year old vagina give me the doll yeah and she was like but he's 60 like there was just such a fucking double standard he expects that nothing but the most pristine woman right and and that's where his misogyny Uh, and again like i i mean i don't think it's any better but it's also like fucking i rather that he sticks with like crusty ass (laughs) dank doll than you know put any woman through that but also yeah no it's a problem and he needs help yeah it's like just get therapy for your fucking control issues and just the way you view women and in, in yourself in society like yeah, absolutely that needs some some tweaking to say the least but it works out for him just fine it seems so why would he ever do that Ugh. so if we go back to your cool girl venn diagram they're hot they're yeah. passive yeah. And because the men are able to project whatever they want onto the doll, they yes. would have the hobbies of the exactly. Men. So yep. they're a fucking cool girl. Okay, so that was our episode. Uh, realistic sex dolls, a backward step for feminism. So we're changing up the format of this podcast just a little bit while I'm studying at uni throughout the semester. So we'll be releasing episodes fortnightly. And next fortnight's topic will be... Are ghosts real? If you want to see what we're up to, you can find us on Twitter at a hill to die on pod. You can like us on Facebook at a hill to die on. Our website is hilltodieonpod.com. Uh, you can send us some money on Patreon at patreon.com slash a hill to die on pod. In fact, you will send us some money. You fucking better. Uh, you can shoot us an email at hilltodieonpod at gmail.com. And you can uh, follow us on Instagram at a hilltodieonpod. Thanks. See ya. Bye.